Whenever I hear matcha, though, do you know what it makes me think of? What? Macho man. <laughs> macho, macho man. <laughs> like Randy Savage, macho man? Oh, yeah. I don't know who that Snap is. Snap into a Slim Jim. Well, he is the macho man. The <laughs> macho man, Randy Savage. I don't understand. You remember the reference. you remember the Slim Jim commercial? Apparently not. He's like the guy that says. Was he wearing a wrestling outfit? He's a wrestler. Maybe I slightly remember this, but yeah. not really. He like wears a crazy hat and he's like snap into a Slim Jim. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was face. pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, but I not really. Yeah, it just you just so you just know the song Macho Macho yeah. Man. I want to be a macho. Man. Yeah. See, yeah. when I think Macho Man, it's like Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, I guess that's not my. He's a legend. <laughs> nope. You, if you saw him on a video, you'd know. I know who it is. <laughs> that's a good way to start this podcast. <laughs> welcome back to another Anywho. episode. Yeah. Anywho. Welcome back to another episode of Kitchen Table Convos. My name is Tito. I'm Amanda. And we're back. I feel like I've been gone for an entire year. Had a little bit of a layoff I had again. A, yeah, and it probably doesn't seem like it just because we really released an episode maybe a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So I when guess when so. you think about it in in just, in real time, it doesn't seem like that long ago. But it feels feels right. Yeah. 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 So the last week, week and a half has not been good to me. (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah, But I'm back now. So I got the flu. I'm pretty sure it was the flu, right? I think it was the flu. Yeah. That's that's what I think. So I was I was out (laughs) of it for about a week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just like it hit me on the day of Valentine's Day. Yeah, it was Valentine's Day. I was saying, yeah. no, it was the day before, but yeah, it was Valentine's. Yeah. So sadly, we missed out on our Valentine's date because basically that evening, I was... You crashed. I crashed and burned. <laughs> Almost fell into a snowbank. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt like a zombie. So what happened was like, I was starting to feel a little bit weird at work. Mm-hmm. And like I was in this meeting and I'm just like, man, it's really cold. Like I was freezing. Yeah, which is highly unusual for you. Yeah. And then when I got out of that meeting, I was kind of just like denying the fact that I was about to get sick. I was kind of like, why is it so cold? It's so it's freezing. Mm -hmm. I wore my winter coat in the (laughs) office. Yeah, definitely not like you. I was like tempted to wear my like Carhartt hat in the (laughs) office, but that would just look so ridiculous. You would have got sent home at least. Um, yeah, and and it was funny because like I would walk around like with my full on winter outfit mm-hmm. at work, and you could tell people are looking at me like, "Are you le- are you leaving?" <laughs> or like, "Are you okay?" Yeah. And it's kind of like, "Wait, can I leave too?" Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like ready. Looks like I'm ready yeah. to go. It's like, oh, he's done for the day. Yeah, I think one, someone was like, "Hey, what's up, Tito?" And I'm like, "Just trying to stay warm." They're like, "What?" <laughs> And I was like, I'm freezing. Yeah. Freezing my naranjas off out here. (laughs) Naranjas. That's a funny way to say it. You're really cold. (laughs) Yes, I know that. (laughs) Thank you for the clarification. I don't know. 
as you can tell, I am still completely out of it. I don't know what happened. So anyways, I was like super cold. And because it was Valentine's Day, Amanda and I planned to do dinner mm-hmm. that evening. Like we actually carpooled to work. So she dropped me off at work. Mm-hmm. And the plan was you would pick me up and we'd go straight to dinner yeah. and beat the Valentine's rush. Yeah, we were going to have like I a coworker of mine. She described it like this and I love it. I think it's perfect. We were going to have our geriatric dinner time. Our plan was to be at the restaurant before five o'clock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we were like, oh, maybe we'll get out a little bit early. Yeah, we were going to beat the rush. Like, I don't need a huge crowd on Valentine's. Like, yeah, because I don't want to deal with that. On Valentine's Day, probably around seven, eight o'clock. That's when it's like impossible. full force. Impossible to get in anywhere. Yeah. So I didn't make any reservations. It was yeah. just like, you know what? If we get there by at least five. We're good. We're good. Maybe. Yeah. So I was trying to hold off on like actually being sick. Like I haven't accepted the fact that I was sick yet, even though I was unusually like shivery and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But by like four o'clock, I, I couldn't push it any longer. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, can you pick me up? I don't think this is going to work. <laughs> <laughs> you were aborting. Yeah. Like, abort. When you pick me up, I don't even know where I was. Like I felt like I was just in a haze mm-hmm. i was stumbling into the car yeah it was it was weird it's funny i might as well have been drunk because <laughs> i was like i i don't know where i am like i was just really yeah. discombobulated yeah it's funny with you whenever you start not feeling well like i always give it some time before like i never question that you don't feel well uh-huh but i always question like how bad Wait, it is why <laughs> are you trying to say that i what, what are you trying to say here? Because, like, I mean, this is coming from the guy who... I am a peach <laughs> I'm not when I'm saying... sick, okay? <laughs> I, I have no issues. I'm so low maintenance when I'm sick. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> no. This is also coming from the person who one time I got a frantic phone call from you because you, and I don't doubt that it hurt, but you smacked your elbow on something and you called me asking me if I thought you broke your elbow. <laughs> Yeah. So you you tend to go from zero to sixty. I do very quickly. Well, so it takes me a minute. It's like I don't doubt that like you didn't maybe hurt yourself, or I uh-huh. don't doubt that you're not feeling well. Yeah. But I always take a few steps backwards because I like I need to like gauge like okay like what are we dealing with right right now? Is it just a little bit of a head cold? But you're yeah. acting like you're dying, which you know that still sucks. <clears throat> you're not feeling well, but like how bad is it? Are right you now? trying to say that I have the tendency for dramatics? <laughs> slightly oh yeah it's kind of true what it is is when i get sick i am a complete baby (laughs) i am a complete child when i'm like when there's something wrong with me like physically or like health wise Mm -hmm. i i don't know what to do with it because Mm -hmm. i feel like for the most part i don't usually get sick but when i do it's like the end of the world for me. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah. I, I think it's a couple of things. I feel like one, I don't get sick that often. So when I do, it's like actually pretty bad mm-hmm. or it takes, it's not like an overnight fever and then like the next day I'm good. Yeah. It's like it I'm out for a while. Yeah. So that's one. But then I feel like the other thing is that whenever I start getting sick and mm-hmm. I've, like, I'm getting to a point where I haven't accepted that I'm sick yet. 
I'm like, I'm not sick. I'm not sick. I'm going to try to like tough it out because that's mm-hmm. what I'm good at is toughing it yeah, out. Just power through it. Right. And I usually that's the case. But when when I've accepted the fact that I'm sick and I become like a complete baby, it's usually because I feel useless. Yeah. And like when I know like if I'm sick, then I'm going to be sick. Mm-hmm. I feel completely useless to anybody around me. Yeah. And I revert to this like childlike, <laughs> I'm dying, like to the extreme, like I can't do anything. I'm completely useless. Right. So you think it's because since you, I don't know, this is probably like going to sound like super heartless, but do you kind of feel like since you feel useless, you might as well be useless? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I mean for it to be that way, but it kind of, it's just kind of like... You just fully embrace the uselessness. Yes, like I've been holding on for so long, being strong and and not trying to be like high maintenance. But then it's just like everything crumbles and I'm like, well, I might well, as well accept my fate. It's falling on my sword now. Yeah. Yeah, because like, it's really weird. I, I think it's something I need to work on. But like... That whole time when I was starting to feel feel the chills, mm-hmm. there was a good, like, it was probably around noon to when you picked me up. Yeah. This four hours of torture. Yeah. Right? And I think I have a good enough rapport at work where I can be honestly be like, hey, I am not feeling well. You, they, People could see. Like, yeah. my coworker was just like, you don't look very good. And I would still be like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm good. Yeah, just because I was like, no, I have this date that we planned. So something I need to work on is I don't think of myself immediately when I'm starting to get sick. Mm. Because in that moment, in that four-hour moment, my first initial thought was not I should go home and Mm -hmm. take care of myself. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't about me at all yet. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I got to make sure I get there for the date because it's Valentine's Day. Go on a date. And then I'm like, in my head, it's like, oh, if I get sick, I'm going to let so many people down. I'm not going to be able to do Dogtown sessions, you know, like, and Mm -hmm. then it was our weekend. Yeah. So it was like, oh, I'm going to mess up the weekend. Oh, yeah, because we had a, we actually, we typically don't have a lot of things planned over weekends. But this weekend, we actually had a lot going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we were going to go back to Flushing. Yeah, we celebrate had Celebrate like birthdays and several family events planned. It was, we were going to celebrate my sister's birthday like a week early. <coughs> we were going to get the two families together and have a celebratory brunch for me getting into PA school. Yeah. I had an aunt in town who, she lives in Mexico now and comes into town like once every 15 years. So she yeah. was in town. So we actually... Yo, once every 15 <laughs> years, Amanda's going to see a relative of hers. And I'm over here getting sick. <laughs> How dare you? And it was Valentine's. And it was like out of any But do you see weekend, what I mean? Do you see what I mean? I was just like... I felt like my initial thought of me taking care of myself did not even was not even a thing yeah it was like oh i can do it yeah i can make it work yeah until i almost like <laughs> once you picked me up from work and i got out the car i almost fell into the snowbank <laughs> yeah and that was a moment where i paused and looked at you and i was like what are you doing <laughs> i wasn't making it up like she was still trying to gauge whether or not i was hamming it up but i was like 
I gotta sleep right now. <laughs> like I need to go in bed. I was freezing, so I had like my beanie on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the moment you knew it was like, oh, okay, this is he's actually really, really sick, is when you took my temperature. Yeah, and then like I always have like a little bit of a moment where I'm like, I feel a little bad because I was like, oh, maybe apparently he wasn't faking too much. <laughs> And so then there's a little bit of remorse. But also, I'm just like, could you could keep it together a little bit to where you didn't almost fall into a snowbank. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I was just like a little bit off my equilibrium. Uh, so. so yeah, once I checked your temperature, I was like, okay, like you're clearly, you're definitely not feeling well. But even like, well, because I think I also had just a little bit of irritation, like where it wasn't your fault at all. Yeah. But I knew we were planning to go out to dinner. Yeah. And everything. So I didn't eat lunch. So I was also starving at this point in time. And you're like over here falling in snowbanks and like just completely at your useless peak of whatever. And yeah. I'm just like, I'm hungry. Yeah, I just need to figure out waiting. what I need. You were excited I, about. Yeah. yeah. And so we got you inside and I was like, okay, you're not dying anymore. Like you're yeah. going to be fine. I need to go to the store. I need a minute to just... Yeah not be upset with you yeah and i need to get some food and then i was texting you when i was at the store like hey check your temperature because i wanted to know how you were really doing so we could figure this out yeah and then you were you weren't ignoring my messages like you were in bed asleep already i was gone yeah i was like what like isn't it funny looking back at it now Mm -hmm. i remember i remember when i like got home Mm -hmm. and i fell into bed and Mm -hmm. i was just like i'm i'm done Mm -hmm. and I could tell a little bit that you were disappointed and and you still had that suspicion of like, is this, is this fool really sick? Mm-hmm. And um, um, and but like I was just so Molly, out of it. Is she chewing on? Molly, come here. Come on. Come here. Come here. Uh-huh. Apologies. We got to make sure Molly's not eating power elect- cords. <laughs> yeah, power cords over here. And so there was this moment where I was like, I haven't gotten to address the fact that like I am really sick mm-hmm. because I was just like in the act of sleeping and mm-hmm. just being sick. Mm-hmm. And I could tell when I could tell by your voice when you're like, I'm going to go to the store. Like I'm going to get something to eat or something. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I already knew I was like, oh, I messed it up already. Isn't what? that funny, though, that there's this period where you're feeling each other out still? You're mm-hmm. like, is this guy really sick? Is Or is he just trying... Is he being a baby about it? Yeah. Or is he really sick? Because we have all of these plans. Yeah. And when plans change, especially with our personalities, it's mm-hmm. very like, oh, plans change. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like it's also, for me, you handle... Like the initial portion of like when you feel like you're getting sick, I think you handle it different, differently than I do. Because I feel like my first thought would be I, for my own self, would want to know like what's my temperature. Mm-hmm. So it it can be frustrating to me that I have to like spoon feed you to like get you to do certain things to make yourself feel better. Uh-huh. To where I'm like, okay, I'm asking you to check your temperature, and you're not responding to like my message and you won't yeah. do it until i get home and like hand you the thermometer and put it in your mouth i couldn't get up or like you won't take tylenol because if uh-huh. you did have a fever tylenol is gonna help bring your fever down like you yeah. don't think about that or you're not like you can be coughing and i'm like did you take 
do you have like we have lozenges like maybe get a lozenge and like that'll help you feel better <laughs> like you don't do that stuff you'll sit there and wallow in your misery yeah and i have to like hand you <laughs> every a- solution that could potentially make you feel better and i'm like yeah. i don't so that this gets is- frustrating for me yeah well that's why you're a perfect candidate for being a pa because you think very logically <laughs> i'm like let's take some steps to help you feel better instead yeah. of let's just be miserable and sick and like i i understand it because i've been sick and like yeah. i get it but also let's do some things to help us it, here <laughs> i'm at my worst at this point because it's like i'm sick i've already let you down and i'm also useless <laughs> like and i can't think through the possible steps that i need to take to get better yeah so it's like this recipe for kind of resentment <laughs> disaster yeah but you weren't like i think after you after i got some food yeah i think that's a big factor temperature and i was like okay i'm no longer hangry yeah and you are running a legit fever like we're good now yeah (laughs) it's funny how it just that's what it takes sometimes Mm -hmm. when you're hangry and you're having to take care of someone you're just not fun you feel resentment a little bit because you're just like oh why can't they get it together yeah yeah Get some Tylenol and check your temperature. Like that alone will help us out right now. But yeah. I'm like, nope, you just, yeah, it was funny. Yeah. So that took a few days for us, for me to get better. I'm still in this weird place of that I feel better, but I'm not 100%. I could tell. Mm-hmm. Like if we're out and about for too long, I'm just like, I don't feel very good right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've been sick for the, since December. It's this been yeah. continuous thing. Yeah, I mean, we both got like sinus <coughs> infections and colds and stuff around the holidays. And I feel like I completely recovered, but you had like a lingering cough and just low energy. Yeah. And then you got the flu and now you're recovering from that. So yeah. you've had a rougher winter, I guess, in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. So um, but we're coming out of it. Spring is around the corner. Sp- I know I'm. I'm Sunshine, starting. There's a little bit weather. of sun right now. Yes, it's it's feeling really good because it's it's like I'm coming out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm. I, I've realized that I I wasn't Superman. I was broken down for a little bit, but now I'm feeling like a superhero. Yeah. Coming out strong. Coming back. Yeah. Um. So I mean, you know, this episode. Apologies for not framing it up for you guys. This isn't really an episode where there's a specific topic that we're diving into because of i don't know the last few episodes we were pretty in depth about yeah kind of being intentional about a specific topic Mm -hmm. but with the sickness going on i think it's just good to get back into back in the groove back in the groove just having a conversation again yeah nothing too crazy yeah and kind of recap this last week that we had because even though I was sick, it felt like nothing was happening. But at the same time, there was actually a good amount of stuff that happened mm. in this last week. Um, so luckily, I got sick about a week, week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And then last, a few days ago, we went to this arts conference type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got invited to speak on a panel. Yes. Isn't that so weird? So... There is this arts conference type workshop thing called Break It Down, Make It Better. Mm -hmm. And it's put together by a couple of groups. Um, 
Avenue for the Arts, mm-hmm. um, Art Prize, oh, like yeah. some of the coordinators from Art Prize, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool because that's like... Yeah, that's a pretty big event here in Grand Rapids. Yeah. Is it annually now or is it still every two, every other it's, year? Yeah, it's a it's like a project for one year and then uh, like regular Art Prize. Okay. For those who don't know or don't live in Grand Rapids, Michigan... Art Prize is this event. It's also like the group, like the, mm-hmm. I don't know, governing body of mm-hmm. like this arts festival type thing in Grand Rapids that happens once a year, used to happen once a year. Um, now they're doing it a little bit differently with alternating years, but it's highly centered around arts being displayed mm-hmm. throughout the city. Yeah, it's like this big movement to just bring in more art and have displays of whether it's sculptures or mm-hmm. actual paintings or just not necessarily interactive, but some pieces you can kind of interact with a little bit more or yeah. just, um, I don't know how else you yeah, describe it's hard to ex- it. But yeah. It's like, it's kind of like if you were to like almost drape the city in, in different art. pieces of art yeah. and you just walk around, it, it can be anywhere in the city. It could literally be like hanging from a building or in front of buildings or you mm-hmm. go inside certain restaurants and they have certain <coughs> things on display or yeah. it could be um, like interpretive dance almost. Like some of them have like actual like people yeah. involved in yeah. whatever. Like weren't, this past year, wasn't there, weren't there like, what do you call those people that dangle from buildings with yeah they like satin ribbons or something and like dance on the building yeah <laughs> i don't know aerial like aerial kind of aerial dance. dancers i don't know yeah um i don't know it's just really cool that the city um really embraces the arts yeah and it's it's a very big part of the culture in the city yes um so that a couple of the coordinators from art prize and a couple other groups, mm-hmm. this co-working space called um, Little Space, oh. Little Space Studio. Mm-hmm. Um, so they put together this event called Break It Down, Make It Better. And it's it's basically a conference that discuss the main keynote panel is called uh, State of the Arts. Mm-hmm. So they asked multiple you know, artists, business owners, just creative types mm-hmm. to speak on a panel. Mm-hmm. So the main focus is just talk about the state of the arts when it comes to Grand Rapids and just mm-hmm. kind of on a bigger scale or smaller scale, however you want to yeah. discuss the conversation of arts yeah, in general. Yeah, basically, like, where do you see the future of art or what is Grand Rapids doing to make art more inclusive or mm-hmm. different ethnic groups or more accessible or yeah um just it's an extremely broad topic yeah so like the conversations could have really gone could have gone anywhere with it yeah and so what happens is in this conference there's kind of like an hour hour main keynote where there's like a main discussion with everybody Mm -hmm. and then they break off into smaller sessions Mm -hmm. and i that's where you got came in yeah i got invited to speak on a panel yeah. About marketing. Mr. Expert over What's here. What's happening to my life? Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Which, honestly, that was a really cool opportunity. Number one, that, like, the um, friend of yours who, like, thought of you. Yeah. 
and like i don't know the decided first... you would be like a good almost like expert to like give your insight and give yeah. your advice like that's really cool and like really cool that he would think of you for that yeah i i think i was initially very surprised when i was asked to be on it mm-hmm. and you know when you first hear about it you don't get a ton of info yeah but it's more like hey we feel like you'd be a perfect person to speak on a panel mm-hmm. about marketing and social media tools mm-hmm. and all that stuff and when you hear it like what does that mean for me who's not it's not really like my main job not to at do all. marketing no like i'm not in like a marketing department of some company mm-hmm. i i am doing social media stuff for my own kind of personal instagram page and mm-hmm. then um, a good amount for dogtown studio mm-hmm. and it's like it's weird when people see you mm-hmm. as someone who might be able to speak on something like a topic like that but you don't see it in yourself oh absolutely yeah. not yeah i remember when i heard about it i'm just like well i definitely can't do that right and i remember that like your initial reaction was what no yeah yeah because i'm just like who am i to speak on marketing yeah and like and come to find out later on like the panelists that i was going to be speaking with these guys are like business owners like actual business Mm -hmm. owners i know them Mm -hmm. personally like one of them is really awesome uh just creative director type Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I see everybody as like legit. Yeah. But I don't see myself as like, why am I going to be on this panel? I feel like I would have snuck on or something like that. So basically, this was a great opportunity for you to think of yourself as legit. Yeah. Yeah. So like it was give a, yourself a little more credit. It was a really humbling experience because it was, it was a new experience. I had no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. But I think it turned out well. I think I was able to share some of my thoughts and like what's nice about speaking on a panel is that you're kind of you're you're not forced to have to do everything on your own yeah you had like other people there where you could facilitate a conversation and right if somebody asked a question because it was pretty interactive with like the audience mm-hmm. and whatnot and you know if somebody asked a question that maybe wasn't your area <coughs> of expertise you could kind of defer or like yeah your counterpart on the panel might have better insight into right whatever specific yeah i'm just glad i never felt like through that whole process of doing that i never felt like i had to make up answers that i didn't really know yeah i just i kind of stuck with the things that i did know or Mm kind of what i've heard Mm -hmm. some of it's a lot of it's like oh i heard this yeah (laughs) but when you the panel was about an hour right and Mm -hmm. it's like you really can't get into too much depth yeah with an hour's worth of kind of conversation yeah those experiences are so good though because i would say like you were definitely out of your element just super from your own like i think you had a lot to offer to that conversation and i think you did really well but so i don't mean out of your element in the sense of like you definitely were the wrong person to ask like i mean out of your element in terms of like your comfort level with Mm -hmm. that kind of yeah situation where you know you do have people who own their own businesses and they're asking you these questions and they want your input and allowing you to see yourself as yeah hey like i actually do know a little bit about this like i think you know that's a great situation to put yourself in because you're only gonna grow and learn from that and then yeah you'll get more comfortable in 
those kinds yeah. of things and like networking and just I don't know. I think it's just being get more to learn a lot. Yeah, it's being more confident with the fact that somebody. I mean, somebody who was on like kind of the coordinating um, group that was putting this conference together mm-hmm. saw me, mm-hmm. saw something that I was doing that thought could add to the conversation. Yeah, definitely. So it's, I need to be more accepting of the fact that that may be something that <clears throat> someone saw in me. Yeah, that should be more validating for you than your initial yeah. reaction being like, well, no. Yeah, because I think... I, I do have insight on kind of my experience when it mm-hmm. comes to social media. Yeah. Whether it's the right thing to do for your business or not, mm-hmm. it's still an insight that I can share because yeah, it's my sure. experience. Mm-hmm. And being able to accept <clears throat> this, I don't know if you'd call it responsibility to be one of the panelists to facilitate a conversation. Mm-hmm. It was really cool to be a part of because it's it's teaching me how to have these conversations with people Mm -hmm. i mean this was my very first time ever doing something like that yeah and it's such a cool opportunity like i said to get you used to maybe being in a position where like you could do stuff like that yeah yeah and i I feel like it's something that like if if it's especially with this podcasting thing Mm -hmm. it helps being able to be a good conversationalist because mm-hmm. that's really what it was yeah it's not like a panel of just like hey tell me about this one thing there was no moderator no you know which i was like oh man oh my gosh mm-hmm. there's no moderator there's nobody to like facilitate the conversation yeah. it was us the panel yeah, that's tough was doing it <clears throat> so luckily it worked out mm-hmm. you know shout out to edgar from mm-hmm. the artist like he's a lot more experienced than i was so the mm-hmm. <clears throat> edgar edgar was one of the other panelists and he he's definitely done these types of things before so he is more comfortable mm-hmm. in kind of leading the way a little mm-hmm. bit so it was super cool to be with someone that had some experience and be able to yeah. communicate the same things and also me being able to contribute mm-hmm. to it <clears throat> but um yeah the event was really cool and it's it's so odd too because the people who were attending were attending the conference they were they were wanting to be a part of the conversation mm-hmm. and it's kind of fun that you were a part of it too coming from someone yeah. who doesn't really see themselves as like a creative person no not at all we went to this workshop because once we were done talking there's another set of kind of workshop things mm-hmm. we just picked one really interesting <laughs> and the speaker at this workshop i got a lot of confirmation that day of why i am not an artist and yeah. why this community is not one that i really belong to <laughs> no you i th- i thought you did great because i mean amanda got put on the spot and like the presenter asked her a question <coughs> about what she thought yeah not knowing that you were there to be spousal support yeah like i'm not here to yeah partake I'm, I, mean, I mean i'm here as an observer which is great like yeah I think it's great for, you know, people to put themselves outside of their comfort zone and be an observer or even a participant in something that you typically wouldn't like (coughs) be in. Like, it's great to be open Mm -hmm. to that kind of stuff. But in the same sense, like I was much more comfortable as an observer and like it was cool listening to the conversations and listening to what other people had to say. Yeah. But also like 
I wasn't there to contribute yeah. to any of it. Well, when you're when you're in this conversation of what is the state of the arts? Yeah. It's so broad, it's so sometimes a little bit abstract. Very like abstract. Like the the this last thing that we were in and we were like listening to the conversations was so deep. It was like yes. the fabric of art and what it meant to society. It and was all. very existential. It was super. And, and I mean, even on my end, I was like, oh, this is this is a subject that like I need some time to think about. And the people in this room right now, mm-hmm. they're trying to like the, the event name is break it down, make it better. I mean, that was the goal that day was to break this thing down and see what we can do. So in a matter of three and a half hours, to we make were going to solve. yeah. I mean, it's so cool that that's even happening. Yeah, definitely. You know, because it doesn't like things don't get better until you start breaking them down mm-hmm. and like talking about them or even talking about them. And some of the things don't make really much sense. Mm-hmm. It's happening. Mm-hmm. So the conversation, the practice of conversation about art was there. People were like yeah. workshopping it out. Yeah. Because that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, so really really awesome experience and i'm really glad to have been invited to it um i really appreciate you for pushing me to do it yeah there's no way you weren't yeah. going to do it i think you and robbie <laughs> were super helpful in kind of being nonchalant about mm-hmm. going uh, why wouldn't you do it yeah you know because i told robbie about it and he was like well, you're doing it right and i'm like i don't know <laughs> he goes you have to do it yeah it's like y- yes you are yeah so, you know, I really appreciate people like that when your own self-doubt is mm-hmm. telling you you're not meant to speak on about yeah. this certain topic or whatever. You're not, right. yeah, you're not a, some kind of purveyor of wisdom on this specific subject, but it's just like it's not the truth. Right. And that's also not the point. Right. You can speak on your experience. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be different if I was completely lying about my experience and just making stuff up. If you were just making stuff up to try to make yourself sound what you thought would be like more legitimate or if you were like, well, this is what the people need to hear. Right. Or what I think they need to hear instead of, I just, I think like no matter what the situation, if you always come from a place of like being genuine and this is how I feel and this is my experience and this is what I've noticed for myself, then I think everything, it's like, it's always better received i'm glad i can distinguish who i am and be able to like communicate that rather than like i wasn't gonna try to be gary v yeah (laughs) because then it would have been a disaster you would be able to see through that (laughs) yeah really quick because it's so i mean he his tone is so everybody knows this gary v way of Mm -hmm. speaking and and when you hear it all the time um it's just a way that like people might Mm -hmm. attempt to speak yeah you know but if it's not genuinely that's not a genuine yeah that's not genuine to you and like you don't want to try to copycat which is the exact opposite of what you want to do anyway yeah that's super tough so that's how we started our weekend yeah so like i was able to do this thing and then now that i'm feeling better it was time to kind of make up for our Valentine's, Valentine's Day. We so missed. we yeah. we had a couple dates planned where it was like you know going out to eat and having mm-hmm. brunch and all that. The it's kind of funny because we flipped mm-hmm. in that you were in this arts conference feeling like you weren't 
like you fully understood why you weren't considered an artist or whatever. Yeah. Even though I think you, I feel like you are in some way. I think you're very artistic. You just don't see yourself as artistic. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, the really deep conversations about art and, and humanity and blah, blah, blah. That was, it's a lot to take in. Yeah. So I can understand why you might have felt super out of place. Mm-hmm. But this other date that we went on. Flip-flop. Flip-flop. I was completely out of place. <laughs> You want to tell like kind of what, where we went? Yeah. So um, one of the museums here in Grand Rapids, it was the public museum. Um, We've been trying to go to this exhibit ever since like back before the holidays. I think it came in sometime like back in November, but it's an exhibit that I had always heard about being on display in Chicago. And this, I don't know if this is a much smaller version compared to what they have there or, you know, I'm. I, I don't know too many details about what they have there, but um, basically the one here in Grand Rapids, it was called Bodies Revealed. Ooh. And so they basically just had a lot of, um, I don't even know if you would call them <coughs> cadavers because they were much better preserved than yeah, like a cadaver would things? be from a cadaver lab. But yeah, basically human well, so- cadavers that they exposed different parts of like the musculature or um like skeleton structures or they had um you know preserved organs on display or so all these people donated their bodies to science yeah definitely so when they passed like that was like preserve you and this is what they chose to do with your body is right um make this display but it's really cool because i don't know like that kind of stuff I mean, obviously, you know, I really enjoy science and medicine and the Mm -hmm. more you can learn about it, like it's pretty cool and being able to see. Yeah. And supposedly everything was real. Yeah. Which is kind of wild. Yeah. Because it it would be like they would show the skull, Mm -hmm. right? So it'd be like skull and then they would show it like cut in half so you could see the cross section. And it's like me not being like a yeah so i i think i'm more curious like i don't know because i almost felt bad asking you to go to this because i don't know some people think this kind of stuff is really weird Uh or like really um i can't think of the word that i want but just like kind of out there in a bit just like um (laughs) i can't think of like the word i want to use right now but just disturbing yeah of like there's these bodies that are just kind of like cut open and you know there's you you know you can see different parts of their like there's that person's heart and lungs you saw everything um you know it for me that stuff's a little more normal i guess because i've had you know i've seen cadavers i like i study this stuff constantly so for me it's like well this is really cool and probably a bit more normalized yeah so like for you like i know that You've seen some stuff, obviously, but mm. th- I think this was much more in depth than Super. what you had ever kind of experienced before. <laughs> and so I didn't know if it was something that you would enjoy and find like really cool and fascinating or if it was going to be a this is kind of gross and highly disturbing. And I can only look in small increments because it's just weirding me out. Like, how did you? I I actually really enjoyed it. I think I was in in weird phases of like whoa, that's really cool. And then it's like, this is really, like, 
scary. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it was almost like a horror movie. Yeah. It's just like I I think what's weird is okay, when you see like the skeleton, mm-hmm. that seems a little bit more normal because mm-hmm. it's like you see the bones and like I, I don't know, you're used to seeing Yeah. skeletons whether in like pictures mm-hmm. or just On in TV like a in like a museum, or... you would see the the skeleton. Yeah. The weird it starts getting a little trippy. Yeah. When you start seeing muscles attached <laughs> to the skeleton. Well, you actually made what I thought was a really good point where you were like, the person who must have first had this initial thought, like, I don't know how long oh you, this gosh. particular exhibit has been in display or like yeah. down in Chicago. Like I said, I know they have one. But like the first person who initially came up with this idea, like the first person ever, <laughs> like you. How was be- that board meeting? <laughs> right. And like that would be a person you would probably be kind of concerned about. It's yeah. like, what do you mean you want to take a dead body and preserve it and cut it open and put its organs on display? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a little. Yeah. Concerning. Yeah. It's just. Which like, is funny because I wouldn't l- have thought about it that way. But once you said it, I was like. Yeah, because for you, it's so normal. You're like, oh, yeah, this is science. Yeah. (laughs) You know, because you've you've read about how the heart works. You know where all the part, the chambers of the hearts and what what goes where and how it works. And then for me, I'm just like, hold on. (laughs) How did that meeting go? You know, hey, boss, uh, got an idea. Yeah. You know, all these dead bodies that we're like just studying. What if we put it on display like there was like a full body right yeah and and like to think about it this this was a like an actual it used to be a human human being like a living breathing human yeah so they would pose this body with like all its musculature yeah with a bow yeah <laughs> like it was like doing like an action like an action pose and, and it's just really trippy to see this structure that's yeah. not like paper mache it's not like plaster it's not a sculpture right it's a real human yeah that donated their body to science yeah and like i, I think th- the part that's the creepiest is the eyeballs the eyeballs are weird that was i think that's what <laughs> takes it to the next kind of level the next level of yeah weirdness well and also just I was honestly impressed because, like I said, I think this exhibit has been here since maybe November or so. And to me, it's crazy how many people are actually interested in going and Mm -hmm. seeing it. Because we had tried probably two or three times previously to go. But, you know, I never thought tickets for something like this would sell out. But every time they were sold out and we're like, holy crap, like a lot of people really want to go. There was a lot of people there, yeah. And even three, four months into the display being there, like... It was busy. And so it's yeah. it's interesting because I'm like, what? Like, it makes you wonder, like, well, why were you interested yeah. in coming here? And, like, what makes... So it's, it's it was interesting that so many people wanted to see. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of cool because you're like, wow, like, people are curious and they want to know. And, like, this is a great learning opportunity. Yeah. And so it was kind of cool <clears throat> to see that of, yeah. you know, so many people being interested and i'm sure there were a lot of students who went and you know grand rapids is pretty well known at this point for its medical community so i'm sure there are lots of nurses and doctors and like people like me who are going into like grad school for one thing or another like i'm sure that was a big part of the crowd but like they were bringing their families and from what i observed it was cool from what i observed it was very much like i i feel like there was a couple like couples on a date Mm -hmm. just kind of like something to do 
Yeah. Right. That'd be a funny first date. Yeah. Yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah, you went all in, buddy. Um, but then the rest, I feel like, is the medical professional mm-hmm. or someone in school. Yeah. Because I can tell there's a certain type of fascination about it. Yeah. It wasn't like a me going, yo, this is so weird. Yeah. You did have a couple of the dads saying, oh, yeah. This makes me want to have a ham sandwich. <laughs> it's like dad jokes. <laughs> While they're like, looking at the heart or something. Yeah. It's like, that looks like a good piece of meat. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It was so weird. <laughs> like there were a couple of those. A couple of those. Yeah. But like for the most part, there was this fascination about the human body. And mm-hmm. the majority of people from what I observed was looking at it in a very scientific way. Yeah. And a very like interested way yeah and also in a way to teach other people that they've taken with them especially especially the kids and like yeah um it it just seems like even spouses Mm -hmm. who might not fully understand Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of hey this is the artery this is a vein this is the ventricle yeah you know hey look this is how it's connected And, Mm -hmm. and this is what it looks like when um a smoker like that black lung that they showed yeah, that the, was so the like the tar that you can see on a person's lungs who've been a smoker or yeah. they had um different like i think they had a kidney and like a liver where there were different um malignancies and yeah. cancerous tissues and like this is what cirrhosis of the liver looks like versus this is a healthy liver so yeah. i don't know i thought it was pretty cool but i almost felt i didn't know if i felt bad for asking you to go yeah. But I was like, this is also really cool. Oh, man. It was like, there's this section, too. There was this section. So there's a part where you can touch some of the organs and oh, the yeah. body parts. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so weird when you think about. Yeah. Like, like this isn't some kind of, like, model. Right. It's that like, you're this getting liver to used to be in a person. So, like, they have, like, the hand sanitizer, right? And then there's this guide in this some ways. Little old who's just man. like want to touch it (laughs) and i'm like what do you mean like touch it like Like, can i hold it like holding it and like i touched the liver and i'm like oh okay this is kind of cool yeah i guess but then there was a foot there (laughs) and the foot had like the muscles and it had like the nerves it looked yeah the fascia i was like hey i am i'll touch i am not (laughs) touching the foot were you just like picturing it being attached to a body or yes. It was like, yeah, yeah, it was like we were watching Dexter. Yeah. And then like he, he just sawed off everybody's <laughs> body parts and it's just like, hey, here you go. So like I've accepted it to a certain point, but yeah. there's little moments. Like I think overall I was highly fascinated. I was yeah. just like, whoa, this is crazy. Yeah. Like you could see every single body part. Yeah. And like all the different cross sections and like mm-hmm. it, it, it. The body's really trippy. So cool. You know, when you look at the brain, yeah. we were at the brain section and they had like different cross sections of the brain and they were mm-hmm. showing which parts of the brain controlled this function. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like how? It, it like trips me out. Yeah. It's like, it's so trippy to think yeah. about like the, like what makes someone them is in this. Right. That's what's so cool soft about tissue when brain you see type. Thing. and it's like what is it like yeah. what's in there yeah like especially i think that's what's 
super cool about um, neuroscience and the brain and so much that we don't understand is mm-hmm. when you actually get to see a physical brain. Yeah. And you're like, how does that mass of tissue make like me who I am? Right. Like, like what? What is that? Yeah, it's like, so bizarre like mem- and fascinating. M- yeah, memories. Like, how do you store that? Is there like a physical... <laughs> is there a hard drive in there? Can we like pop it out? Right. But there, there's no physical... Is there a physical thing that holds that memory? Right. But the the, the nutty part is nobody knows. Yeah. Like, what do you mean nobody knows? We have a billion models of mm-hmm. real bodies and nobody still mm-hmm. figured it out yet. Yeah. Or I mean, even like just running with like the neuroscience part of it for a minute and like your brain... I mean, I forget the exact percentages of what it is of um, like how much of our brains like the average human actually has access to and utilizes. Mm -hmm. It's something crazy low, like 15% or something. And like, I don't know if it was Einstein or something who had had access access. to like 17%, (laughs) just like an extra percentage or two. And I'm like, like, what if, what if we could access even like a quarter more or half of your brain well i think there was a movie like that i think it was oh limitless uh, that one i might be limitless or i think lucy was one oh i never saw that did we i think we watched maybe we saw scarlett johansson yeah yeah okay maybe lucy and i think limitless gave you access to 100 percent. i don't remember but like it would just it would be insane or like if we're not meant to like why why is there so much of it there or, or, that we don't utilize? Like, right. what is, I don't know. So it's you can get, you can think. get deep into the rabbit hole of just like, okay, and then we can get talking about dreams. Like, where are those coming from? Yeah. Because I've had some weird dreams and there's no way I've seen that in real life. Right. Why is this noggin of mine thinking of this and what does it mean? Right. Like, why is it making all this stuff up? It's so fascinating. It is. It's so cool. Yeah. But, Anyway, so, yeah, that was, I don't know if that's a weird Valentine's date or, like, belated Valentine's date is, like, let's go look at all these bodies, but I think it was cool. Did. I thought it was and cool. I thought it was really cool, and I, I don't know, anybody in the Grand Rapids area, I would highly recommend you check it out if you have any interest in yeah. science or the human body or anything. It was pretty cool. The only thing that was a little bit, like, what was more, <laughs> okay, this was more, uh, I was more kind of creeped out by it than the actual bodies. Was it the children? The baby? Oh, like no. the fetus? No. Oh no 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 the children. The children that were actually at the museum. Oh, the live ones. The live. <laughs> <laughs> the live children. Yes, there were so many kids, and they had their paws on every single display. They did, and they had their faces on it they were breathing on it like i saw a kid like he had his chin on the glass display like just staring into the thing engrossed yeah and and me being like just getting over the sickness Mm -hmm. right i'm like super careful about what i'm touching yeah it's just it's it's so impossible (laughs) kids are everywhere and they don't care yeah spreading their little germs yeah well and then um the nice thing too is like, so the Grand Rapids Public Museum is you pay an entrance fee and there's, in the entrance fee, there's all this like free, not free attractions, but there's attractions that you can go mm-hmm. to and see. 
Yeah. That's just included. Yeah, actually quite a bit, which was cool. Right. So outside of the Bodies Revealed exhibit, which you had to pay extra for, which really mm-hmm. wasn't that bad for no. For what you got to see, the value of it was super it was great. worth it. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, there's all of these different other exhibits. Mm-hmm. Like the the Egypt one was really cool. It was very small, but you got to see like the sarcophagus and then yeah, the mummification. Yeah, first I was like, what is this? There's nothing here. I was so excited to walk in. And then yeah. I, initially I was let down and then I saw the one wall and I was like, is that real? Yeah. And it had like the certificate of authenticity. It's yeah, just like, like from so, Egypt. So yeah. Well, Unless know, it I was guess, fake. I don't know. <laughs> Can you imagine a public be messed up. <laughs> museum has just like fake stuff? But like it looked like a mummy and yeah. the sar- sarcophagus. So I'm like, I don't know. <coughs> we'll assume it was real. Yeah. And they had all these like kind of outdated sections. Well, for, yeah. like. It, it's good if you have kids though too yeah. like really interactive for kids mm-hmm. um there were all these interactive like games and stuff for kids and it's like i, I wanted to it. play them but <laughs> i didn't want to touch it no because it was just like i was like there's no way there's so many kids here yeah no like there's just snot everywhere i could tell <laughs> i could see it i don't know i was yeah. like i wanted to play like some of the games because there was like some like velocities and like weights and stuff like that that you could play mm-hmm. with but it is it's just like ugh. yeah better not better safe than sorry yeah so i mean it was it was still like even though our valentine's date was delayed yeah by like a week week and a half like we still had a good time i got to do my thing and then we got to go out a couple times to eat mm-hmm. like go to a, some nice restaurants and be able to celebrate while not feeling like crap then also got to experience something cool on your end of like yeah. scientific type mm-hmm. things. Um, so yeah, I think that's a good way to wrap up the episode. I think this was just a recap of the last few days in the Mendoza household. Um, yeah, I guess if you've been feeling sick, being sick kind of sucks. <laughs> so I hope you're feeling better because I know there's a lot of people who who've gotten sick just this last couple months so yeah i don't know we'll 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 come out of this stronger (laughs) and i don't know that's it yeah you have any final words no none at all none at all thank you for listening to another episode of kitchen table convos we'll see you on the next one bye